Talk Radio 77 WABC. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. Come on. Beautiful day. Three-day weekend coming up. Memorial Day. Just heard from my great buddy Tim McCarthy. I love Tim McCarthy, man. Used to work at WABC, the brains behind ESPN in New York. Does that dinner every year with um, Scott Herman? He's just a terrific guy and a brilliant radio guy. So thank you, Timmy. You know, uh, I said to Teddy Atlas, I said uh, I think John McCain fought to get um, boxing license way back when. And you know who else did it with him? Peter King. That's right, our good buddy Peter King. I forgot about that. Was right there standing alongside John McCain. So King's a big boxing fan, too. My next guest is a guy that I really grew to like over the years. You know, I didn't meet him much. In fact, I, I saw his daughter every day. Lovely girl. She's moved away since, but she worked at WABC. But I knew all about Norman Seabrook. And, you know, of course, I love the cops. And this guy represented about 9,000 officers that worked for the New York City Department of Correction. He was a big union guy, you know, and uh, all the cops loved him and uh, had a really, really fine career. Had a hiccup, we all have, but I saw him a couple of days ago, and God bless him, he looks great, and I hope he's doing great. He just did Bo Deedle's Two Kaya Crime Podcast. Here's my friend Norman Seabrook. Big Norm, how's it going, buddy? Good morning, brother. How are you, sir? I'm great. You looked uh, great when I saw you a couple of days ago, so... You know, I know, everybody knows your story, and you went away for a little bit, but sometimes people come out, and they look like they were away a lot longer. To your credit, you look great. Well, Sid, let me let me say this to you. I wish I looked as good as you do. <laughs> <laughs> You're very sweet. You know, Thank you. Thank you. But, but in, in, in all reality, going away, um, to me, was a cleansing. It really was a cleansing. God has blessed me, man. I mean, it got it gave me the opportunity to get rid of people that were around me that I thought were my friends that were not my friends. And that's when you get the opportunity to know who your true friends are. That's when you get the opportunity to know just how strong your relationship and your bond is with your family, your wife and your children. You know, I'll be married 40 years this year, and my wife held it down, and, and I'm grateful for that. And, you know, I come back and... You know, I'm, I'm rebounding to do what it is that has to be done, not only for my family and I, but also for those that cannot speak for themselves, those that cannot lift themselves up. Uh, the correction department is it's insane uh, right now. And, and then you look around, you have all the immigrants coming in. I understand that. But they want to talk about spending billions of dollars to build jails when they hear the same story come out of their mouths in City Hall talking about we need housing. So switch from building jails to start to build housings and save those billions of dollars and, you know, do something with the island that's there to make it more accommodating for the visitors, for the civilians, for the officers, and for the inmates as well. Yeah, I want to get to Rikers in a second, but you just sounded a lot like my friend Craig Carton. And uh, Craig is a huge radio star. Afternoons now on WFAN. But he did mornings for many years alongside Boomer Esiason. And he got in some trouble. And he went to prison for a couple of years. And one of the first things he said to me, Norm, when he came out was, man, I really found out who my friends are. So, and you said the same thing. And, of course, your family uh, helped keep it down. And so did his, his lovely wife, Kim, with their children. That seems to be an ongoing theme, right? I mean, when things are going great, man, and you're the battle of the ball like I am right now, they all want to be your friend. 
But when I got fired on the cover of Deadspin, my phone never rang, Norm. It never yeah. rang. You're absolutely right. And someone told me a long time ago, success has many fathers, but failure is an orphan. And, you know, listen, I still maintain my innocence. You know, I will continue to do that. I will continue to fight uh, the good fight because, like I said, God has blessed me. You know, Sid, when you're, when you're away, uh, like myself was in West Virginia, okay? Okay, yeah, West Virginia, eight and a half hours from New York City. You really get an opportunity to reflect on your life. You really get an opportunity to really take a good look, hard look, and your faith has to be strong. Faith not tested is faith not trusted. Hmm. I'm I'm so at peace with myself, so at peace with everything that's going on around me, you know, and it feels good. And it feels good. And I thank you and I thank Bo uh, for giving me the opportunity to, to at least express myself and get people to understand exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being able to nurture your foundation because at the end of the day, man, that's all we got. I heard you talk about your daughter. I hear you talk about your wife. I hear you talk about your mom. That's the foundation, man. That's the foundation that we have to build on, not just yep. destroy. And that's why I get big ratings. I kind of had a back and forth with Craig Kelly last week, and he thought I was kidding. He gets a 2.7. I got a 7.6. He thinks he's got to come on the air and talk about Donald Trump for two hours. And no, you build a relationship, a close relationship. People stop me in the street. They don't care what I said about Eric Adams or Donald Trump. They ask about Danielle or Ava or Gabriel or Naomi. To your point, you're exactly right. Now, you talked about Rikers Island. I want to get back there. But let's talk about the way the city is set up. I hope you heard it, but I had Lou Molina on. He uh, runs the Department of Corrections. He's the commissioner. He was on, I believe, Monday or Tuesday, Norm. And, uh, look, Eric Adams was on yesterday. I have a good relationship with the commissioner, Keyshawn Sewell. I happen to like her. In terms of the administration, who's watching this city, all that's going on, are you confident it's the right group, even though the numbers aren't great? I, you know, I'm confident that the commissioner, well, listen, let me back up. The commissioner was appointed by the mayor. He will, he or she will do whatever it is instructed by City Hall to do. If they're instructed to say nice things, they're going to say nice things. If they're instructed to say bad things, they're going to say whatever it is. But I think that he was being a little disingenuous. There are correction officers that work triple tours, no lunch, no dinner, no breaks. There are officers that are being assaulted on a daily basis. There are inmates being assaulted because there's not enough officers to supervise the inmates. There are individuals, <clears throat> excuse me, like um, support staff members, which are, are civilians, doctors or social workers or whatever the case may be, that can't make their rounds to ensure that the individual that they're supposed to be helping is receiving the help that they need because they don't have the staff to escort them to the area. So he's being a little disingenuous, and I think it's unfair to the public. Mm. I think that the public needs to understand that the men and women that don that uniform go through hell every single day. There's not a peaceful day that I can ever think of in my 20 years as union president or 10 years as an officer that there's nothing happening in the city's jail system. So it has to be reorganized. And and to the credit of the commissioner, he's trying to do the best that he can right. with what he has. And right. I give him credit for that because at the end of the day, this is not about bashing him. This is about helping him to make the right changes that are necessary to make the city safe. 
safer, to make the inmates safer, the staff safer, and him safer. Because at the end of the day, when the sun rises in the morning, no mother wants to get a phone call that their child has been killed in the city's jail system. And no parent or no wife or husband wants to get a phone call that their loved one is at the hospital because they were assaulted, slashed, stabbed, or whatever the case may be. So until we come together collectively and really come up with solutions that affect the city of New York and the people that are assigned there, then we'll have a better system. God, you still sound great, too. I know you had a big-time radio show in New York. You can come here and work any day, which you should. (laughs) Hey, John and Chad, give Norm Seabrook a show. About three minutes, I mean it, about about three minutes to go. You really sound great. I brought up a story to the commissioner how an inmate threw urine in a cop's face, and the cop in turn went and did the same thing to the inmate. I know that's not ideal. You'd like to see the cops uh, show a little more morality than the criminals. I understand that, but... I was okay with it because I'm a Brooklyn guy. I'm eye for an eye. But on a serious note, you came up with the feces bill, which had prisoners throwing duty in the faces of these cops. And that was a very important bill, Norman. That was a great job out of you. Thank you. A significant piece of legislation I've had in George Pataki, Governor Pataki. I love him. He he gave New York City Correction Officers 35 pieces of legislation that made them equal to NYPD. And, and a little bit further, because it's important now, the officer that... Uh, urinated in a cup and threw it back on the on the inmate. I, look, the guy just had enough that day. There's no question right. about it. He just had enough that day. But the inmate should have been rearrested immediately and charged with assault on a New York City correction officer. Unfortunately, we don't know the circumstances on whether or not the inmate was rearrested or was he rearrested in a timely fashion. Hmm. It's unfortunate that these are the things that they face on a, every single day. When someone throws feces in your face and it falls in your mouth you then have to have all these exams to ensure that these that the blood that was in the feces was not contaminated and it has aids or hepatitis or something like that so it, it, it's really difficult it's a very difficult job it's a very stressful job it's a very um, job that is not publicized because I in jail out of sight out of mind but I'm here to tell you that until the, the city of New York recognizes New York City correction officers as they do and should the police department and the fire department as a as a as a trio of law enforcement that holds the communities together and keeps inmates safe officers safe and civilians safe we are going to repeat this problem over and over again i agree with you uh, my wife danielle checks in uh she says true stat 50 percent of the workers in the department of corrections are females is that true that is accurate. That is very accurate. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, I think that, and I give the women in the New York City Department of Corrections a lot of credit because, hell, they, they, they're, they're tough. They're tough women. And they, and they hold down not only their responsibility, <clears throat> excuse me, as a correction officer, but they hold down their responsibility as a mother. You know, a lot of them. And, and it's, an, it's important that people give them the recognition that they so rightfully deserve. Wow. So in the last 60 seconds, Norman, I want you to keep coming back. I mean that. Um, the um, Rikers Island. I I just don't get it. You know, if it was me, Norm, I'd put everybody there. I'm serious. I would put criminals there, more of them. I would put uh, the uh, the migrants there. I would carve out a space for the homeless. You've got acres and acres of unused land there. I'd put them all there. Well, stop building. Don't build jails in in, uh, Bell Harbor. You know, don't don't try to put the mental institutions, uh, that moron Cuomo shut them all down, put all these people on Rikers Island, no? 
Absolutely. And I, and I think that there's for over 400 acres of land there that can be used and utilized to be able to be helpful to a lot of people. Uh, it could be helpful to the homeless. It could be helpful to the detainees. It could be helpful to the migrants that come in. And half of the island is closed right now. So they need to utilize that and not put them in a jail cell. I'm not talking about put them in a jail cell. We have dormitories. Okay, that are portable. You could put a portable dormitory out there that will put 100 to 150 people in one area with showers and toilets and everything else that's necessary for them to have their stationary products, uh, sanitary products, I'm sorry, that, that's needed. And you need to be able to do that. You can't spend billions of dollars. And I understand people are going to say, but that's the law. But then again, let's talk about the law. They are already trying to change the Constitution, which is the Second Amendment of the United States. So those laws are made to be changed. They can be changed. You understand? And I think yep. that if they sit down and really take a look at this and really, really look at this, the billions of dollars that they want to put in someone's community to build a jail is going to bring down the value of that home. That's when that right. home value decreases, then it's just a matter of time before it's a loss and they're going to walk away from it. And it's just going to become what the Bronx used to be hmm. 50 years yep. ago. It's yep. horrible. That's yep. not the answer. Norman Seabrook, you're the answer, man. Man, it's good to catch up with you. You look great. I you sound you. great. I love I you, love too. You. Please keep coming back. I mean, we need some we need some sane voices here in New York City, and you're, you're both sane and brilliant. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, and a blessed, blessed Memorial Day weekend. And please let us not forget, like you said, those young brothers and sisters that are holding rifles and, and riding tanks in, in other countries to protect our country, to give us freedom so that we can have this conversation on the phone. God bless you, my friend, and my best to your mom, your daughter, your son, your wife, everyone. You too. Best to you too. What a great man. Norman Seabrook will do it again very soon. Thank you, Norman.